Welcome to the True Logic, the podcast edition, the place where we talk about trends, news, and insights for businesses and individuals who want to succeed in digital marketing. Let's get started. Thanks for tuning in. This is Ibarra from True Logic, and you're listening to Digital Primer, real world digital marketing conversations without the techno split. So, if that's your cup of tea, then please subscribe to the podcast. Today's guest is Mr. Princeton Tan. Princeton, welcome. Thank you, Barra, and uh, for inviting me. It's uh, nice to be here. A very busy person, Princeton is. So, uh, thank you for joining us. Tell us about what you do. So, I'm currently the general manager of Consumer Care Products Inc., and I handle the pet care division. So, Consumer Care Products is in charge of brand building and the, what uh, most would call the FMCG, the fast moving consumer goods, where we nice. deal with brands and products that, you know, we buy in our day to day lives. So, for the pet care division, we are actually more exposed in what we would call the professional market. So these are the vets, the pet shops, rather than the what some would call the modern trade or the supermarket segment. And so more B2B. B2B, but uh, through a more what we call a professional channel in that sense. Not Very Others nice. would okay. go through the supermarket, which is what we're more familiar with. Right. Um, we go through vet clinics and pet shops the reason for that and the reason why we also call professional channel is we would like our products to be, how do I call it, advised in the proper way so that if you have questions about the products, we go with the people in the know. There's uh, actually somebody to, capable of answering. Yeah. And okay. these are people who are, uh, what you would say, experts in the field, right? So nice. from breeders to pet shop stores and especially the vets if you have a problem. So we address these uh, pain points that a lot of the pet owners uh, face day to day. It seems to be so to all the listeners, this, if you're a pet lover, you're going to enjoy this. So I guess a brief professional background, which is that were you always into, let's say, either FMCJ or, okay. um, or were you into pet care before? How did no, you arrive um, where you are? Hmm. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> um, my background is very different from where I am now. So just uh, I'll try to shorten it as quickly as possible. So when I finished my commerce side of life, if you want to call it that, uh, the accounting and finance degree. Accounting I, and finance. Yeah, yeah, that, was, yeah that was uh, my college degree, the first one at least. And then so when I continued my law degree, the university actually allowed uh, some of those uh, who uh, who did well in, in the field to try to teach, right? So we tried to apply for it and God willing naman, na pili tayo. So right. for the, when I was completing my law degree, I had the chance to teach him. So that was my very first uh, work, if you want to call it that, Can official I, work. If I, uh, if I may, it's na to everyone, this is officially how Princeton makes everybody else look bad. what was i doing Uh, so (laughs) accounting and then now legal okay sure so when i completed my law degree the choice of course was to do law or to go into the accounting and finance so i chose uh, more the commercial side the commerce side because it had the more universal application versus you know um, law was definitely more prestigious in name but uh, it was more restricted right usually um it would be one country, one state, one field. Uh, so that was how restricted. Once you go out to another 
place for another area of expertise wala na to have uh, to okay yan so yan. and then so even with the law that helped because uh, i was given the choice of tax for that because at that time australia was actually uh, undergoing mga gst changes and they needed the okay. uh, uh, people with at least some legal background in order to help clients do tax saving schemes if you want to call it that And of course, I opted to pursue the offer of Deloitte because uh, I was also part of their scholarship program. Malaking tulong yon sa tuition. Um, and and uh, so yeah, that was the I guess after that was the start. Yeah, that so, was the start of my career. That so, part and, of your career, you were a super. Uh, how would you call yourself? Is it an accountant or advisor? Yeah, um, the division I was in was actually more audit. Um, okay. So that I started with the audit, no. And uh, how do I call this? Because audit uh, gave a bigger, it allowed you to uh, expose yourself to more areas, if you want to call it that. Because you audit different firms, different industries. So in that way, you get an exposure right. where you'd like to be. And you could get to compare, right? Uh, admittedly, you get to see the differences between organization A and B in terms of sizing, in terms of vertical. Nah, interesting. Even confidential stuff, deba. So you get to see right. a lot of these inside information. But of course, you had to, you know, professionally, uh, we're bounded by our professional ethics to keep our mouth shut. <laughs> right, right. And so that was how it started. And then after that, I practically worked two years there. I got seconded also to Deloitte's uh, Micronesian Guam. Okay. Uh, after that, it was a hard choice uh, because uh, Deloitte Guam was pirating me to move there, no. But I had my sights initially on management consulting sa Deloitte Australia, so that was a tussle. But I thought that was the hard choice, na. That was um, the crossroads, or so you that thought. That was a crossroads. You know? <laughs> it's a, a split lang, dalawang path lang. But then, right. of course, uh, uh, dad wanted the family together. Because I was the only one left there. Initially, mom and my sister were there, uh, but they came back earlier. So I enjoyed my career there, and uh, <laughs> I thought I'd develop, uh, no, stay there actually uh, for the right. term. But of course, uh, family first style. Uh, there were duties that required you. That's so what right. was this? So, back so then, to the Philippines. Gonna buy yeah, on the comebacks. Okay, uh, that, that was how they call it. Well, he was on the. You know, nearing his retirement. Uh, right. He, so he, he preferred. Oh, I see. Yon. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, but no, it was it wasn't that business that I I joined. No, I actually tried to look for a secondment position here in the Philippines. No, for Deloitte's in case they had right. an opening for the career. And there's a a yeah. few here yeah. of that oh, caliber right um, in the, in the country. Right. Yeah, but uh, it seems to be very junior yung position. No, tapos so And it seems that here, it's kind of different because here they spend a lot of time doing bookkeeping jobs in our field of accounting and finance and audit. Now they'd send you mga testing and all that, which is all very okay. uh, tedious rather right. than the more analytical. Uh, more on the financial side, side now more yeah. on the accounting the, the macro perspective, sure. which is where we're being trained to be. I say you're given two, three years and you have to go up the ranks. Dito ang bagal eh. Maybe because of the strong, you know, the deep hierarchies uh, versus right. in Australia, it's a very flat structure. And uh, over there, because the market is so lucrative, the seniors would get to be pirated. So you don't really have much time to train people. You just have to hope that they're ready, you know, <laughs> that they'll get pirated. And then the same thing with you. You had to hang on to the rocket ship because it's taking you any. So so that was your trajectory in Guam and in Australia. And then you had to be... 
mm-hmm. cold back here, but looking at the landscape, you're thinking, okay, it's a little restrictive. I mean, I can continue. Mm-hmm. And then was there like a third, I guess, a yeah. third pack? Yeah, so that, the that third option was um, the consumer care was actually looking for someone to start the business, right? And we wanted to look in a way what some would call blue oceans, parang ganon. Okay. Um, at that time, it wasn't really an ocean. If you look at it, it was blue. It was no one was really, not a lot of people really that interested because uh, the market for pets was actually very small. It was really a hobby. Uh, for context, this was, I mean, for people to understand context, this was roughly this year was 19, end of 1990s. So start beginning right. of 2000. So, so early 2000s, so, yeah, what was so pet the market was small. Pet, right. pet care was really just a small niche market, mostly for right. hobbyists who join dog shows. Uh, so they have competitions. And then you see a lot of people now, oh, yung ganda, maraming aso, what's happening in that event? They'll come right. over out of curiosity. But, you know, very few have pets. Uh, siguro, one in ten families. Huh? Not right. one in ten people. So, yun, or even lesser pa. Right. So um, the term for parents weren't there yet. These were, in other words, ito yung bantay. Other yeah. than enthusiasts. Yes. yes. Is, is sila bantay lang to? Sila brownie? Yeah. Or yeah. whatever <laughs> your dog's <laughs> name was? They've, uh, no, definitely they've gone a long way since during my era where we would call right. them brownies, blackies, police dog. <laughs> yung, uh, ganun, uh, now they actually have names for it. But uh, it's still very limited and... Siguro, the good breeders would hold on to it and charge a very expensive price for it. Right, um, yeah. And you had to yeah. really find them if you yeah. knew somebody, like, right? Mm. Correct. Okay. And like now, you just go on there and ang daming naka, ano, and then even right. your Viber group chats or mga WhatsApp, ang daming naga-advertise. They have marketplace, they have pet places and, you know, all this. So that was the uh, environment at that time. There were probably only three big international brands. Okay. Well, maybe not three, uh, mga four or five, including the grocery segment, two in the grocery okay. and then three on the professional segment. Yeah. Okay. Almost lahat foreign brands. Right. Right. And then, of course, the question of supplies and all of that, and then you looked into that. Interesting. Because yeah. uh, it was a hobbyist, right? So when there's suddenly a big demand or, you know, someone shifts brands and it's out of stocks. Out of stock. it, it, yeah. It's not at the top of mind of everyone. And uh, mostly the importers and the principals there would not be as well uh, stocked, if you want to call it that. I do recall the, the out of stock. And then back in the day, of course, the mindset was really more, well, dog food. It was just, you just saw it. It was either that brand or the other brand you could interchange. Maybe my appreciation also back then was a little light. Na parang. I could interchange a bit, not like now, mm-hmm. which is now. Uh, a little bit more uh, advanced. Uh, yeah. Many people uh, were actually cooking their food, uh, cooking their dog food at that time. Um, interesting, uh, right. The, yeah, commercial dry food. That's it. It's proverbial na yung tira. Diba yung mga yeah, tira, sometimes yeah. yung ginagawa ng mga tao pa nun eh. And then make some rice. And then, uh, yep. Do you remember, so as you were building the organization, no? Uh, the pet care division. Um, do you remember the first time that you encountered digital in your profession? Yeah. So I'll relate here na lang. Because at that time, may internet na rin, no? Like in Australia, right. uh, at least up to date at that time. So my mga internet, oh. in fact, when uh, it was, when it got seconded to Guam and uh, Micronesia, I actually had to use that to do mga researches. And then I didn't give up exactly my finance side totally. 
you know, I was with some friends, you know, who were uh, looking at valuations of stocks and all that. So most of them were actually online research. But here in the Philippines, it wasn't as, how do I call it? The structure wasn't as advanced, if you want to call it that. Then so as accessible. As accessible. And the information that was yeah. available versus the other, like in, in more mature uh, first world infrastructure. Yeah, that's right. Over there at that time, my you could do online stockbroking na, you know, um, and researches, uh, their stock exchange was readily available. You know, here, uh, when I came here, this was the first time I got exposed to from accounting, finance, even law, naging sales, marketing, and management and, and some operations, parang logistic operations. And uh, at that time, so since I was focused more on the sales and the marketing side, uh, digital at that time, I'm sure it was starting already uh, with some of the big firms starting to, you know, look into that. But for us, it was more a curiosity. We were more looking at the brick and mortar stores. Right. Uh, right. Online stores. Well, not online stores. No, no. And uh, I'm just trying to recall what actually happened there. The digital was actually more on the merchandising. Let's say, for example, at that time, I remembered mga tinatawag pa was positives and negatives. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the printing, right? Um, okay. And, uh, right. At least that was already the introduction of mga digital prints. So suddenly from malalaking mga minimum quantities, now you could do uh, a few pieces. No? A few pieces. Na. Right, right, right. So clearly yeah. when you started off, it was still very mainstream, would you say? So a lot of events. So parang yes. activation, you'd have banners printed. And then I think eventually is that, did you feel the need that, that I, I guess more of like a, you needed a web presence at some point? Yeah. Like that pushed you? Um, the web presence started initially with the company. So when we first started early, we got incorporated 2000, but uh, we, I actually started the operations mga July 2002 na. Okay. Um, at that time, wala pang website si CCPI kasi one division okay. lang. So it wasn't your division yet. It was no. more of yeah. corporate muna kami. No. We're still doing activation. Okay. But maybe corporate needs one. So, so that yeah. was it. Mom, not for us. We're okay. It was more. Maha yung brand name, not yung corporate. Yeah. And because okay. at that time it was a niche market, you could tap these small professional breeders and the vets uh, as long as you, you know, you attend conventions. So may mga right. events no, where you could put right. them together because it wasn't calling cards. Yeah. It was right. big calling cards, handshakes, and uh, nice. Okay. Right. It wasn't until a few years later where we had the other divisions. So we had our home care and motor care divisions. So by that time, that was I think 2005 onwards. Now then we said, now hey, kailangan na nating may presence, no? But so we Parang said, na tayo. we need to be. <laughs> so, yeah, was it, fly by we night. feel like we need to be a little bit more legitimate. We need to have a yeah. website. Hindi na tayo basta, you know, off the trunk of our cars type yeah, of operation. Okay, At that time, people were searching before they come and look for you physically, right? And you like felt old... that already mm-hmm. by 08, 07. Like no, people yeah. look for you before they show up. Yep. That's Interesting. Right. So, Parang at least meron tayong web presence kasi diba, calling card is only a small piece of paper. But the website right. allows you to put a lot more information about the company, about the divisions. So we started with that. It was really more of a corporate uh, site. And then the divisions were there. We would put some brands of uh, you know, our products there. It wasn't really a interactive marketplace. It was just basically an online presence that for, for CCPI, if you want to call it that, and divisions that right. we hold. Let's say fast forward, so the early days of 
I think we need a website, kasi para mas official naman itsura natin. And then fast forward to, let's say, today. Do you see a stark difference on how digital is treated? Oh, uh, big difference. Especially, naman, today is three years after the pandemic, di ba? Because the pandemic right. really was a catalyst. In fact, I'm not even sure if catalyst is the right term, eh? Kasi talagang it pushed you. No. <laughs> right. No choice. Really forced us here. <laughs> but before that, we thought we'd uh, put more on the brand. So you'll see a lot more on information on the brands now on the different divisions. Uh, we started having taglines of where uh, we stand um, so that uh, we already felt before that. But the pandemic, you know, really, in fact, at that time when we first started or when curiosity came in no, um, was we knew we had to reach the ultimate end users, which are the pet owners. But we were not yet ready to make the site interactive in the sense of selling because right. we didn't want to compete with our retailer customers, right? If you have right, an online right. site, baka there could be a, we could be misconstrued that we also wanted to go into retail. And so you could be competing have, with some of yeah. your partners, which you're cultivated, you have a relationship with. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in fact, it was uh, it was a hard decision to do it, but uh, it was more because 2020, no? everyone was closed, even the vet clinics, you couldn't go in, right? You have to wait outside by appointment. <laughs> Pet shops were mostly closed. Tawag natin dito. So, and people were frantic because ang pakakainin ko sa aso. So, yun, right. because of that site, we get a lot of uh, ano na, questions. We had our... And now stage. is it more so... So, it was more social media when you say that you survived on social media during the shock of the lockdown? Oh, yeah. Not definitely. Because before the avenue uh, was... There was a retailer who would reach you know, but when they're closed um, in, in, in those early few months starting March 16 I think if I'm not mistaken no, March 16 was a time that President you know, declared talagang lockdown eh. and for a few months people were really panicking we were actually up and running two days after that declaration because we were able to get the memos if you want to call it that that allowed right. us to operate no? but uh, the people didn't know because kung malalayo ka di ba? So at least it was through that that we were able to address their concerns. So we're glad that at least may mga FB page we get inquiries. Ang dami, grabe. And then of would you say the cell phone? <laughs> right. Would you say that for the first time you find yourself at least within like recent times actively engaging with how do we call it your direct customers? Yeah, or with the na, ultimately with the, the end, end consumer, yes. the end users. That you, you felt that okay, so. Now, within the last few years, I find that a key role that you guys play is actually in engaging. Yes. Uh, we, we were able to help our retailer customers a lot as well. Because if they're open and they're they're willing to accept customers or they could deliver, we'd refer to those channels. But for those ones that are really you get, you know, like Zamboanga, you know, that were... So yon. So that was the one that where we started to at that time Lazada was very active because they saw the need as well. So we right. initially it was just talk and talk and then so sabi ko let's go. Kailangan na ng ano? Kailangan na ng aso, de ba? So these are our, right. really the end users, right? The end of the end. <laughs> That's interesting because of the the the, the segment where you guys are in. Hindi siya yung you can delay that purchase or anything. I mean, this is a dog, and you know, this is a, practically a family member. Yeah, but we're a little hungry. That's right. Like uh, later, I need my dog food. 
Yeah. <laughs> and dog and cats. Kasi if and you're a cat owner, right, um, right. you'd go crazy. Diba? If the cats keep meowing, talagang <laughs> gutom eh. Kawawa, <laughs> kawawa, maawa ka talaga. Yeah. So there is impetus. I, I guess that's also my lead into. So I know I sent you the article from Adobo Magazine, mm-hmm. which was more on micro moments. Were you able to give it a look? Yeah, I had to look at the these are, if I'm not mistaken, Ibar, I think these were the times where you just suddenly have that ano, click yeah. of a moment. Mga, click of a moment. Like, yeah. Uh, so th- there are micro moments. So for our listeners, so the article in Adobe Magazine was on micro moments. So these are like those instances where suddenly you realize, how do you get there? Or where do I buy the pet food now? Where is it available? Is the shop open? How do you get there? So I guess more of, Can you expound on, has this been ever relevant to you? Like, Oh uh, yeah, uh, when I was that... reading the diary, ah, yung pala yung micro moments. <laughs> okay, so, so it's amazing, right, of what goes through your mind na parang minsan ang kalat eh. Suddenly you think about this and then you move to the other side. So like for me, uh, if there was an event, I would be thinking about the venues, how they invite the people. So you right. think that would be on the top of mind. because, uh, And then suddenly, I think about mga the ads how do you tap this segment of the market and all that so i guess this must be you know after the conscious side at the back of it the subconscious works and these right. are when the micro moment those moments suddenly you know when you think you're resting but you're not really because the subconscious then kicks in and says hey i have to think about this even right, right. yeah so i think i could really relate and i'm sure i'm not right. the only one even on you know uh, for those uh, who are looking at this uh, whether you know you don't have to be working Even you're a homemaker at home. Right. You suddenly think about no. groceries or what to buy. Ma- 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 yeah. Right, right. Like during these multitasking moments, now you're talking with a friend or as you're, I don't know, sweeping the floor or, or checking out your email. <laughs> you remember five other things and then they pick up their phone. And now we have three to five seconds to become relevant. Yep. Whether we're able to talk to them now, I, I guess just to go back to that instance of uh, you actually already discussed it, which is that you, you had these people having to reach out to you. I guess in the context of social media, but they needed to buy food mm-hmm. instantly. Did you feel that was it important for someone to always be there to engage with these people? Or, or yeah, I think it's important. One of the most, uh, how do I call it, basic pain points ng pet owners really, what do I feed my pet? You know, I, I know I handle dogs and cats, but I'm sure it's the same even for, you know, other pets, be it bird, fishes, uh, exotic uh, right. uh, animals. Um, and so you could understand where they're coming from, especially lahat suddenly lockdown, di ba? Talagang there's a big panic there. Panic na nga ang tao, mas panic pa pagdating ng pakakainin and all that. Right. So yeah, we could relate to that. That's why we tried to get our logistics in place and uh, you know, thank goodness for all these uh, uh, softwares, mga Zoom, Google Meets. Um, you know, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting because you're looking at it from a organizational operational perspective, which is now, okay, micro moments, you have it in the digital space, but that has to translate To, to actual deliveries. Yes. They need it. We need to be also as nimble as responding to them wherein we can actually have that. Uh, were you able to do that? Like, how do you... Okay. Um, Jung, uh, I'm just trying to recall back. Uh, yeah. Nah. So the first one was... Because uh, we, we didn't read... Uh, in March, we didn't really have a Lazada site by. Right. It was just a lockdown. So uh, the first thing that came to mind was how do you mobilize? But that was when we found out a lot of the pet shops, the vets were not 
you know, really entertaining much because of course everyone was worried about their health and exposure. So for those ones who did, we tried to help them out on how we went through with them. Uh, at that time, we only had two trucks because pati mga oh, logistics no. about. Okay. I mean, yeah, right. So they were also we locked down, right? Locked down, right. right. And right. uh, it's so funny because uh, every now and then, even you know, with different people manning the borders, sometimes papayagan yung isa hindi papayagan the next day hindi papayagan yung staff coming in. There so was no probability always. Oh no, yeah. okay, yeah. So we had to get all these permits, get them all the paperwork in order that they recognize and all the memos that's attached, right? So that was to get the people in here. So it was slow, but at least we got two trucks in the first week, first two weeks. And then so we added more, uh, more of the warehouse people. In fact, we entertained stay-ins uh, during that time in order to Just protect to them. Okay. Yeah, you know, to look after their needs as well. Uh, accommodation, food, we, we took care of that just to make sure. Para adlin, yung exposure rin, di ba? Pasok na bas. Right. We had to have them ask permission from their families na they'd be staying there because yeah. their families would be concerned. So, and then on the, during that time as well, we were meeting with the sales team. So, yun, doon na pumasok right. mga Zoom, the Google Meets, even Viber group call was a big right. help. And we would see, sino bang operational doon? So we started with Luzon and then slowly we tried to go more into the Visayas and Mindanao because inter-island there. Eh. Good thing, right. at least the shipping lines, I guess, you know, realities of life, everyone still has to survive, diba? They have to earn a living. So right. yung mga basic necessities was actually allowed to operate and logistics and transport was one of them. So, you know, we for some of them, we were even, or I was even myself, I had load up and then for the ones that I knew, uh, yung mga breeders na walang makunan, I had to deliver. Right. These <laughs> are like the un- So to, to the listeners who are pet owners, pet lovers, for parents, these are the, sh- the other side of the curtain, the, the unsung heroes. I mean, just to make sure that people's pets get fed. Yeah. So I, I like that point where in that, okay, digital, yes. Which is important because that's where the initial interaction is, but it has to translate operationally or else there's a break in the, that's right in the Chain. experience right right so i guess with that in mind what are the things that frustrate you with digital in the philippines uh, and of course after that i'll conversely is what are you excited about with digital in the philippines okay um you think about that you're frustrating well i guess um relatively compared to the i guess our neighbors <laughs> neighboring mm-hmm. countries are you know Infrastructure, connectivity, and maybe... So you still feel it. You still yeah, feel yeah. it. Like like spots. Eh. In fact, well, it helped, uh, it helped during the pandemic that everyone had their, had to do their own Wi-Fi, right? Okay. So in a way, maraming, maraming na tayo meron. Admittedly, kind of sad that the two or three major telco players, and I'm sorry <laughs> about this, but telco players, if I have to be honest about this, that yung investment nila parang very uh, low. Parang ang feeling ko umasa na sila sa pandemic that we all have our own Wi-Fi's, right? Okay. Um, uh, in fact, the hero at that time I remembered was in free advertisement was Converge was the most active, <laughs> right? Because the oh, okay. I, I was thinking the telcos, eh, kasi sila mayon mm-hmm. even our national, you know, uh, they call it uh, telecommunications uh, provider would take that role. Well, yeah. The fact that first mention would be this brand, so so clearly they made the debt. You can oh, yeah. feel their effort during the, during this before. Interesting. If you had the phone, you'd be on that day. Eh. But now that right. you're locked at home, you needed uh, an access at home. Because maraming right. homes had very bad signal, right? right. Maraming area walang signal, walang signal. Eh. 
tawag natin dito. Uh, and, and sa ibang area pa, di ba? Uh, I'm sure uh, yung mga subdivisions may mga, how they call it, uh, different opinions on health issues regarding right. radiations, right? Which right. I thought, right. you know, if, if it's clean, the telecom- telecommunications company should have just come out mm-hmm. and they should have been the one doing these campaigns, right? On a right. massive scale, rather than letting each subdivision fend for themselves, right? Mm. After all, it is their business. Parang ganon, so right. And then, of course, because of that, it became very costly, right? Imagine if there was no pandemic, uh, we'd still be paying a very high, ano, and yet no interconnectivity, right? Because when you go to someone's home or when you go to certain offices, there'll be a lot of dead spots, Right. right. <laughs> so you still feel that. Um, that's interesting. Um, conversely, is what excites you? Let's say, what are the implications of digital for, let's say, your business moving forward? What excites you about that? Exciting about digital is um, in the Philippines, in the world, but especially in the Philippines, right? Uh, more and more people are, you know, engaging in it. In fact, um, it's almost parang, I think people have accepted na hindi ka pwede wala, kailangan nandun ka. Mm. Uh, but it's exciting in a way also because if you are a new player, and even kami, we consider ourselves a new player, having been there only over 20 years, uh, versus the big multinationals, which is, you know, decades and decades, right? In a way, it evens the playing field a little bit. If let's say along the major roads of EDSA, C5, the billboards, if you're a big company and let's say you're a new player and there's a big company there that already tied up that billboard space because it had the biggest traffic, well, talo ka na dun. And it's been bought out kasi kulang space and a lot of uh, big brands wanted space. In that way, pununa. Right. So you'll be locked out from that space, right? But now with the digital field, with the digital space, you're allowed to do that. And there are different mechanisms, if you want to call it, of different platforms, let's say, whether social yeah. media or your website. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess because of the way their algorithms work, they segmentize and because of the data gathering, right, uh, of all these software, they allow consumers to be better segmentized. Billboards don't do that. Big merchandising is kapag dumaan ka lang dun sa road na yun. This time, it in a way searches you and I'm sure a lot of this mga Google, you know, Amazon and all this, they also use their own algorithms in order to tap these consumer markets. So in that sense, it's uh, very targeted. Would you say now is there is opportunity to, let's say, better target the people that you want to speak to? I think so. As long as the consumers say the right um, data. Because <laughs> trying to protect their identity, right? right? But if they give their, you know, true facts of it, <laughs> um, I, so, I think it should target them. Within margin of error, but clearly a step forward in terms of like reaching out yep, and then providing here. I, I guess before we go is that, um, so there are many other corporations out there or entities, organizations that are thinking about jumping in or they're already within the digital space but they're probably thinking maybe we should just dive in deep rather than just you know just the impact what tip let's say would you give to these organizations about to uh, Mm. head in okay maybe what i could think of is um if you're thinking if they're thinking of going into it don't think too much uh go into it now (laughs) <laughs> you know it already. <laughs> just do it na. Kasi, in a way, 
you know, there are a lot, although it's relatively new, it, the virtual space acts very, very quickly because this time, uh, unlike before, diba, where everything was stuck because of geographical barriers, the virtual space practically links everyone there. In fact, even if we say I wanted to target, let's say, for example, the Philippine market, I'm sure there are those regional uh, users that actually tap into it. Right, so that's the thing. Because right. naman talagang cross border yan eh. <laughs> Unless maybe you're in China, then they 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 tap right, out right. Ano, mga sensitive uh, countries. So don't think anana. Go into it. You don't need to perfect it. Uh, dive into it first, and then uh, pivot as you go along and perfect it, if you want to call it that. Um, but things are moving so fast that uh, you lose more by not yeah. being in. interesting. Mm. And there's no such thing as perfect, diba? Because as you think that you are, you improve a one, there might be other things that come in that will enhance the customer experience better. It's not too late. Uh, so mm. I think all of us... That's uh, interesting. Huli na ba tayo? Baka kasi yung mga iba na parang okay, diba? There is that thought na pero catch up na to. No, it's yeah. not too late. It's Correct. not too late because there are new things happening. I'm sure even as we speak, even the known brands like Google and Amazon, uh, you know, they're reinventing or improving themselves, right? To improve that customer experience. And then they try to link up uh, businesses to these consumers because the consumers also are looking for ways on how they can improve their lives, right? So in a way, it, it works both. I know uh, privacy is one thing, but deep inside, everyone has a need. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right. You're um, trying so, to fulfill this need, in other words. Yes. Uh, I like to look product. that way rather than, I know sometimes, minsan, anong dapat mauna? <laughs> diba? Those people who have questions that uh, suddenly get answered because the companies that are more actively engaged tap them are, are thankful for it. But for those ones who don't want to be disturbed, of course, it's always a, a complaint about privacy and all that. Um, but, you know, siguro ang uh, a caution because I, I hear a lot of things, especially it's not just only about digital space, but overall when new things come in, there's always that thought that, ah, this is meant to replace the old stuff or the, the you know, the fundamentals. Like right. for example, marketing. Uh, for me, it uh, the virtual, the internet, you know, the social medias, they're there to really, not to challenge or replace, but to enhance. There are certain fundamentals that are still fundamentals. It may just change a few things, right? And, you know, uh, don't take me for it, but I'm not, maybe I'm even, oh, I'm trying to find the right words for it. Uh, I'm not a, you know, my, my days of teaching are over. Um, I'm exploring. I'm more of an explorer like you. Every experience allows me to learn more. And um, uh, what I notice is there are fundamentals, uh, let's say, for example, that are there. Um, uh, customer experience will not change. <laughs> right. In Communication, fundamentals, yeah, the not change. Yun. Right, right. Um, the method uh, does. So, yun. Uh, the way I'd look at it is, look at it more as a complementary. For those of us who have more limited budgets, I think uh, um, the virtual, definitely, it's a good start. But while that said, if you want to reach a bigger base, it's not exactly the cheapest. Diba? Right. So, and it's good for our start, but as you get bigger um, and you try to tap more different segments of the market, you know, the traditional, some of the traditional marketing avenues are still effective. Yeah. So, you know, look at it uh, more in a bigger picture na lahat to ay tools for us to use to better uh, get our goals and objectives. So, love it. Uh, I'm pretty sure people will pick a thing or two out of this now. 
Princeton, I know you're very busy. Thank you for oh, setting no, aside you. time for this. Yeah. Thanks for uh, inviting. Yeah. And have a great day, everyone. All right. And to all our listeners, uh, thank you. And that's all we have time for in this episode. Until the next. Thanks for tuning in to the True Logic DX podcast, an audio production show for people who want to take their digital marketing game to the next level. True Logic DX is powered by Pod Machine. If you enjoyed today's episode, follow at True Logic on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Check out our website at www.truelogic.com.ph for more information on digital marketing. And make sure to catch our upcoming episodes on your favorite podcast network. Until next time, 